December 2nd, 2015. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
for Pedro Show. Hey, brother man. Hey, how you how's doing? it going? First show of December. Yep. Last month, 2015 shows. Man, I got it's a what, beautiful three weeks day. till I'm 58. Countdown. And Brutal Day's coming. Because it's two, right? So 19, yeah. 18. And we started off with uh, John Coltrane doing Cosmos live in Seattle, 1965. Two bass players. And I did that in honor of our guest, I know, bass player, buddy. Yeah. Welcome. I'm well. I'm well. Uh, and, and, and what can you tell us about Farm Fur? Because that was the second song, Freedom Jazz Dance. Yes, um, that was a uh, a band that uh, Steve Ferroni and uh, uh, we, me and Dean and Steve played oh, in. Got that real close. Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> um, me and me and Dean and Steve played in Joe Walsh's band back in 2004. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, we went out to uh, do some shows, and we, especially me and Steve, kind of shared a love for R&B and funk and him being from the Average White Band. Yeah. You know, we just kind of would mess around with that and sound checks. And I got to see them do a Don Kirshner taping. They were at the Long Beach Auditorium. It's torn down now. It's where I saw T-Rex. Uh, okay, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Long Beach Opera House now. Okay, so let me know. That's... That was taped in the morning, wasn't it? They taped them, um, uh, like, there was a front room, like, where I saw T-Rex. And then right. there was a back of the stage with a smaller room, and that's where oh. they did the tapings. Oh, okay. So cut the cake, pick it, yeah. the pieces. Yeah. Yeah, so we started a band. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yes. And uh, we started this band. Um, it was uh, Steve on drums and Tower Power Horn section and... Gentleman by the name of Jeff Young on keyboards that plays with Steely Dan, and uh, really, really heavy cats in that band, and it was really. Uh, uh, I, I was honored to be there. Uh, Brian Auger on on uh, B three, on yeah. that, yeah. Express. Yes. I remember. Yes. Brian Auger. Yeah, he's heavy, man. He's heavy. I mean, Steve's yeah. Steve's quite a, a, a groove monster too. It was uh, really. It was Joe, uh, Joe Walsh's band. Yeah, we were Joe Walsh's band for, for a summer. We went out. He had an album with uh, John Atwistle. It's called Got Any Gum? Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you play any tunes from that? We didn't, but Joe kind of filled me in on that whole scene. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was, a, that was a righteous party, right? Yeah, you'd probably a pretty fun character, huh? Well, oh. Joe, Joe would look at the 80s and say... That was my decade of vodka. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, let's talk about memory. What's your first musical memory as a boy? You know, I I I really absorb the music from uh, you know, people when they're young they have memories sure. of things and I can still remember hearing AM radio at three. Three? Yeah. At three. So I was I was three years old in sixty nine. So the things that were on the radio, lots of Motown, yeah, and uh, you know the Stones, AM radio, AM radio, yeah. AM radio in New, yeah, in New Jersey. Okay. So growing up at the shore in New Jersey, and uh, really just absorbing all that. I was the youngest of a lot of kids too. My mom was married four times, so we had a lot of half and step. Yeah. And I grew up in a house where I was the youngest, so I would go to my sister's room and she'd be playing Cat Stevens, and I'd go to my brother's room and he'd be playing Jimi Hendrix. And then I'd go to this room and there was the Beatles and yeah, cool. there was yeah. all kinds of stuff and I would just go in there and absorb it, you know, really absorb, try to absorb as much as I could. Do you remember the first 
first record you bought? I bought um, I bought my own record that I bought. I was ten. I bought um, Presence by Led Zeppelin. I bought yeah. that, and I bought um, I bought Utopia, Todd Rudgeon's oh, Utopia. Presence were mine too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Presence was was yeah. I bought Boston, the first Boston record, Presence in '76, and I bought uh, Todd Rudgeon's Utopia. That's where I graduated high <laughs> I remember the, 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 it's a guitar, the city yeah. is in, yeah. right? Yeah. Boston is like a yeah. guitar yeah. that's flying. Yeah. Like it's kind of a spaceship. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Huge, huge record. I in remember that, that came out the same time as Marquee Moon. You had a record store. What was it? Uh, Redwood Records? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Redwood Records. And in fact, there was, it was in two different places. Yeah, yeah, down here, down the and street. I remember wow. Because when you pulled out the sleeve, it had Verlaine and uh, Lloyd sitting there on their little chairs. Yeah, yeah. Like, no rock guys did that. <laughs> right, right. But didn't you and love... The other one had the spaceship. Yeah. It was like these two worlds. Yeah. It was in 1976. That's when we got the bell here from... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. birthday. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. So... You bought those records at once. I did. I bought them. It was like five dollars a record, right? I think it was. I th- yeah, I think it was four. Yeah, yeah. might have been three ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. yeah. It weren't that much. No, but no. Right, but the 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 experience of opening up albums was so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great, you know, it yeah. really was great. It really took you on a journey, and you know, it was about the album. It wasn't about the singles or the songs. Do forty five. You know, I don't have the same relationship with a thumbnail anymore. No, I know, I know. It's opening up that record was really special. I mean, I, 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 I feel sorry for some of the kids these days because they don't have that experience of opening up those records. And the, and the, the singles were really plain. Yeah. It was yeah. until later with but yeah, you had kind of interesting looking seven inch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Days, they were just white sleeves. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, my first record was the seven inches. That I thought was American Woman by guessing. Oh man, yeah. And, uh, remember they had big holes, so you had to use a thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The plat. Because they, they had a. Yeah. yeah. Right. But th- there was also thinking like a changer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, you could stack them up. Hardly ask. Yeah. 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 That's why the double albums were ordered weird. It wasn't one, two, three, four. Mm. It was one and the yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. So yeah. It was one and three on one, two yeah. and four on mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. Yeah, then eight cracks came yeah, in. Yeah, right in the middle of the thing. I was, I was just going to say that, man. <laughs> I think that's where we got our editing. Uh, okay, let's get into, into like when you did the music uh, uh, yourself. Was there instruments in the home? Did anybody play? There weren't. I mean, Dean. Plays listeners. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of music. Makers. Musicality in my right. in my household. A lot of listeners. A lot of listeners, a lot of appreciators of music. Because I, I was going, you know, back there we had the basement, and I'd go down in the basement, and I'd get these 78s, and I'd get as much music as I could. I was I was listening to, you know, Henry Mancini, Ella Fitzgerald, and it was really opening up my mind, classical music. Yeah. You know, it was really opening up my mind to a lot of different kinds of rhythms and and chord changes, and you know, it it those 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 certain chord changes and tones and stuff really kind of made me feel, you know, sure. yeah. So, 
When did you get that notion, man? I want to get in on this. Well, you know, Dean had a guitar, and um, he would not let me play it. I'm his young, younger brother, so he would go out of the. <laughs> yeah. So he was. He would go out of the house, and I would sneak under his bed, and I would either either grab some. You know, a nickel bag of Colombian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, grab grab some of that, or or uh, or or grab his guitar, and yeah. you know. But I was always cautious. I couldn't really get anywhere much, you know, because I well, I knew he was coming home soon. Okay, yeah. So right. I'd have to put that thing so back you in. Didn't have anybody to show you? you were just no, no, I was self-taught. Self-taught. Yeah. You know, I think things like that come with a passion, you know. I think you have a feeling for it. And I have kids now. I have two kids. And, you know, it's I have a 5-year-old and a 10-year-old. And, you know, I can see that passion. It's for sports. It's not for music. But I can see that passion. Yeah. You know, it's something you pursue from a, from a younger age, you know. Right, right. So, you're like uh, kind of mouse and... Well, let's play some music. Sure. Let's tune you got a talk show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, John, yeah.
на двора ще ме приятел. Внатреше. Тик-так, тик, криза, пукай.
Yeah, that was a band that Dean and Eric and myself had in uh, 96. Okay. Uh, we took a little break from STP and yeah. made that record with a Long Beach guy named Dave Coots, um, who was in a band called Ten Inch Men. Yeah. And uh, we, we made that record with him back in... It's been that long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Then we had uh, something from uh, Macedonia, the Bernays Propaganda with Armenia. Uh, rough mix. They're putting together a new record. Tokyo uh, R04, Free Control. The Ramulado mix. Ramualdo. Ram Ram Ramualdo. Cool Hand Luke theme song from our buddy Petra Hayden. Yeah. She, she, you know, she's got this album, Petra Goes to yeah. Movies. And, yeah. Great record. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a mind blowing. Great record. Have you heard her uh, sellout? No. She did the whole Who Sellout a cappella. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I heard that you urged her to do well, that. I asked you. Yeah, she. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's that's great. She does a beautiful version yeah, of God I, Only Knows. I put, I put the, oh yeah, yeah, the Beach Boy. Yeah, I, I put it all. I gave her an eight-track cassette machine. I put the whole album on track eight, and I said, "Now you just sing along on the other seven. That's great, man. It's great. There it is. Pete, that's Pete, uh, likes it. Ah, that's Sarah great. Roger doesn't. Roger doesn't. <laughs> Pete called her right. A child took her out to chow with her. Oh man. That's an uh, honor, that quite an Susu honor. With Infinity Net, uh, Black Mile Super Rainbow, brand new. The Chew, Mr. Tom, out of Pittsburgh. Tuggy with Chummin' with Muck, out of uh, Leipzig. That's Germany, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Neurotic, from Nervous Gender. Uh, yeah, Richard Meltzer's show, 1979. Great band, Nervous Gender. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of the old days... Uh, <laughs> Playing some gigs with X coming up, and Brother Matt Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, back to Robert's story here about getting into music, and now he's mousing on his brother's guitar. <laughs> I mean, the news had to come sooner, or maybe he he wanted to put together a band because that's the only thing <laughs> no. that the little brothers are handy for, right? Because they can come in on yeah, well, that's drums and, yeah, that's when bass came. You know, that he needed a bass player, so I was right, right. So, but I never really, I didn't own a bass. I, I uh, the first, but, but this, this is what happened was oh, he, yeah, he had the band first, he had the band first, and the band split up and they went separate ways. And the three guys, it was a four piece, and the three guys went their separate ways. And the, the other guys were like, Hey, why don't you get, why don't you get your brother in the band? He's like, Nah, nah, so. <laughs> <laughs> but when I picked up bass, I mean, I started on guitar, but when I picked yeah. up bass, it felt a lot more comfortable. Okay. It really felt like it was part of me. What was your first bass? You were borrowing somebody? I was borrowing a 78P bass through okay. a Sun Beta 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was it. It was it was a good start, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sun uh, Coliseum, I think, I owned for a little bit. Yeah, good amp. P bass. 78? 78. I think that's what mine was. The first one I bought. Yeah. Yeah, it was a black one. I got it from Durf. It was black with a maple neck. Yeah. That's, that's what it was, a 78. I got it from Durf Scratch. A guy oh, really? Face and Fear. Yeah. He was, I had, I had you know, every, in those days, everything was a recycler. Uh, I was, remember. Right. I remember. Free ads and stuff. And oh, yeah. And uh, what was it, like two bucks, Brother Matt? The, the to buy the recycler, but the ads were for free. Yeah. And so all my cars, all my music stuff, everything came from there. Yeah. And it, it was Durf. He was selling, uh, I think his parents had a real estate thing in Santa Monica. And he was selling real estate. Oh, there. man. Yeah, you bought <laughs> my first Fender. I remember when I, I moved out here in 84 Yeah. from, from New Jersey, and uh, I was looking in the recycler. And at the time, I was uh, really into Lewis Johnson yeah, from the Brothers so Johnson. Was, and he, he was passed away earlier this year. I know, man. I know. Yeah. yeah. Great loss. Yeah, yeah. Great loss. 
Yeah, now he was playing the music, you know, the Stingrays. So when I when I yeah when I saw him doing that, I I remember I was I was picking up, I picked up a Stingray for two twenty five. Wow. Seventy eight Stingray. I mean, they're okay. what three grand now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff's at gone least, up a lot. At least. Yeah. Okay, so you had the the band with your brother, uh, and you're on bass. What was your first gig like? My first gig was actually in my friend's garage uh, in the summertime, and I was six months into playing bass, and I was playing. I, I had a. I had a. I just had a love for it, and I really excelled with my ear and with my playing. And I was, I was, I picked up a bass, and those guys were like, "We've got a show in two weeks, and we're going to do Rush." And yes, yeah. So, so I got right into it, you know. And especially that Squire guy, man. Well, we lost lost him. I know. I know. I know. So many cats. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I found out later it was his band. Yeah. They tried to tour without him. He said, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah. They call it their own names. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So right off the bat, you got to start doing Yes and Rush songs. Oh, yeah. I've got, I was going to send you that, actually. I was going to send you. It was in a garage. It was in a garage, and we played my friend's, uh, we played my friend's uh, basement a lot. He had a, he had a basement. His, his parents would go away for the winter and leave him and his brother there. So they'd, (laughs) they'd have a keg party every weekend, and it actually became called Club Eddie's. So my friend Edwin. (laughs) Yeah, so we would play down there, and uh, I've got, you know, we were doing King Crimson and wow. just every, everything, just covering the whole spectrum. Was, was it uh, John Wetton? John Wetton. That's a good P-bass sound. John Wetton. Lark's, rawr, Lark's rawr, rawr. Tongues and Aspect, man. Yeah, that's that a good record, bass sound. Man. I heard that's an Italian... black one, too. Yeah, I heard that's an Italian wah with a fuzz wah that he used on, the, on, on those box? I think it was some kind of Italian. It was something else. Okay. That he used. Some some boxes were tight. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Fuzzwa. Yeah, great tone. What was a fuzzwa? That was a fuzzwa he okay. used on those records. I remember, uh, you know, because at first they had Greg Lake. Yeah. And when I saw early ELP, he was playing a Wild Wild Twos. He was. Yeah. And very similar voices. Yeah, one of them. Oh yeah. Lake and Wet. Friends. I think these guys grew up with uh, Robert Fripp. Yeah. I saw because anyway, we're talking late seventies. You're doing yeah. you know, middle seventies, right? Yeah. Well, uh, early eighties, eighty one, eighty two. So I was sixteen when I picked up a bass. I was kind of a late. You go right into the Prague. Went wow. right into Prague. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was so yeah. What was that first gig like? It was great, man. It was great. It it opened up. You know, it was it was like that it was like that feeling you had when you were younger and you got on a bicycle and went down your driveway out into the street and it yeah. was your first taste of freedom. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was your first taste of freedom. Yeah. You know, so I picked that bass up and it was you know, we played and it was my first taste of a little more freedom when I got older, you know. Now you're talking about coming here in eighty four. Yeah. So what was the idea of that? You you've been knocking around in bands back east? Yeah, I mean, I came from a town that was very California. I started surfing when I was nine, and uh, my town was called Point. New Jersey kind of looks like California. It, it, do, it does, and people don't realize that, but yeah. it's, I came, my town was Point Pleasant Beach, okay. and 5,000 people, square mile, three sides water, ocean comes into a river and comes around to a bay, and wow. 
really, really Huck Finn kind of Tom Sawyer kind of, uh, you know, childhood and riding motorcycles around and, you know, surfing. That's and the other thing. It's pretty rural, a lot of it. It is, because you fly into... Oh, they only think of Newark, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's kind of the, the armpit of the... Of the every state. state's got a park like that. Right, right. But it's it just co- happens to be there where everyone can see it. <laughs> exactly. But if you go into New Jersey, I know from playing, a, I actually played at a frat party at Princeton. Oh, you and did? It's very rural there where the, the right. roads have jug handles. Right, right, right. You would think it's all outdoors. Yeah. Of course. And then that shore thing. Yeah. yeah all well, those I'm sh- towns. Yeah, I'm sure you play the fast lane in of Asbury. Course, of course, the right. Asbury right. Park. Right. Stone Pony. Absolutely. Know? I grew up about three, four towns south of Asbury right, Park. There was a whole thing of that right yep. down the coast. The shore. The shore. Yeah, sure. shore. Yeah. <laughs> so, then what were you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go west. You know, my sister was out here, and uh, they just suggested. I think my mom was kind of worried because she's like, "Well, you you were always in your room," and it was like, my parents my parents split up when I was in eighth grade, so I moved to a new town. Uh, I moved to Point Pleasant Borough, which is inland from the beach, and okay. I had no father after that. And right. it those four years of high school were probably the most challenging for me. They kind of they kind of sure. messed me up. So the instruments really became Focus. my 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 therapy. Anchor. You know, yeah. So, so you're thinking, what, California, your sisters aren't out there? Yeah, right. yeah, they came to visit, and my mom said, what do you think about going out there? Because it really wasn't... Your mom suggested She did. Maybe she wanted to get rid of me. I don't know. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what you were doing in your room. And it's like, you know, I was playing bass and masturbating, so you know what I mean? I don't know if she really you got that. Yeah, I don't know if she really got that. But, uh, you know, so, so, you know, I took the opportunity to come out here and I never regretted it. I came out of here in 84 and I was, I was living in Orange County at the time. And it was, it was interesting because I was in Mission Viejo. My sister was in Mission Viejo. She bought one of the first houses there in 1976. So I came out in 84 and it was kind of tracked home hell. You know, I, I kind of wanted to go home. I didn't know where, I, I didn't fit in, man. I just didn't fit in. You know, I was taking, you remember, uh, what was the pay, the pay to the, uh, you took a, you took like a bus to get, it was like a cab, pay, uh, oh, I forget, something ride or something like that. But I take that around because I didn't have a car. Whoa, that's and, rough. Yeah. So I was 17, moved Back out. home ball land with no car. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of ventured out, man. You know, that's when I kind of, you know, got. Because <laughs> we're at the end of the first sure. hour. Uh, December 2, 2015, Dish Waff Peter Show. Hold tight, hour two. December 2, 2015, second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. drinks the blue No shame showing pain In that there's smoke-filled room Lonely like a genie in a bottle Whiskey 
comments, Mr. Chairman, in my statement, which I believe was around the closure uh, of the News of the World newspaper. I would just like to say one sentence. This is the most humble day of my life. As for my the closure, 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 closure of the News of the World newspaper. This is the most humble day of my life.
Pedro show. Start off the second hour with whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. This is a project that uh, Phil Collin from Def Leppard started with uh, this woman Debbie Blackwell on vocals and a gentleman by the name of Forrest Robinson on drums. And Phil wanted to record some stuff, and he came over and we did uh, some of this at my my home studio. You were recording yesterday, there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, this, you know, Phil's a sweetheart and, uh, you know, great company, great vibe. And uh, so, yeah, we, this is from the record Delta Deep. Were you recording Delta Deep yesterday also? No, we were doing something else, actually, an acoustic version. Uh, it's neat project. to have your own pad, huh? Yeah. I mean, uh, the organ man, the second man, Pete Mazich, me and him would put together this thing, Cast Hans, when you have your own pad... Oh, man. That's what I was saying about some of the new stuff isn't all bad. It yeah. Kind of, so whenever you want, you can do oh, it. All days, there's nothing like that. I know. I, I was always a gear geek, so, yeah. you know, I got an old Neve board. and Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, it happened. Yeah. Uh, Itchy after that, Magic Hour, Noah's Answer, Pill and Bua out of Norway. Same with El Caco, the Silver Light. Uh, Chinese Herbal Medicine with Irrational. I think they're Silver Light. Or Echo Park. Hmm. It's hard for me to tell the difference. <laughs> uh, faith and Good Judgment by the Yoppers. Or Texas. Parents Whitfield and the Savages. Rock and Roll Baby. Chicago. Mr. Susan Looms with No Window. That's England. And finally, Taft Falco with Rumbetta. And he's living in Austria, but he's in Hot Springs, Arkansas, hmm. where I got to play with him last 
month. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, there was uh, these natural hot springs, and the mob would have their <laughs> vacations and stuff. You weren't allowed to shoot each other. And Trippy, I found out that the natives that were there many years before any of that. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas actually is the name of the people that mean the down the river people because the Illini were up the river. And the same thing, if you were at the springs, you couldn't Ooh. fight each other. Oh, so man. So that's trippy how that carried on. Oh, man, neutral territory. Yeah. So you're in Orange County. in the <laughs> forgotten way to get around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I was there for a couple months. I actually got kicked out. Got and uh, Yeah, I got the boot. And, uh, you know, I, I just did the couch, the couch yeah, tour. The couch tour. I lived in my car. I bought, I bought a, uh, I bought a music van stingray bass for two and a quarter. Yeah. And I bought a, Recycler. yeah. And I added to the recycler. I bought a 1976 VW rabbit. Okay. And that fine. Tom Watson loves rabbits. Yeah. That fine yellow. Sometimes looks like yellow. Sometimes yeah, looks dog. like green. <laughs> yeah, eggnog. So I bought that for five hundred dollars yeah. and moved out and just kind of started exploring and doing doing my, you know, doing doing California, Southern California, and re- it really opened up my eyes because I was never really used to you know the Golden Bear and yeah. Fenders and you know all those places were all new to me. Golden Bear behind yeah, the Safari Sands. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was like a block or two uh, from there. In Huntington, Sam's. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw Captain Beefheart with Golden. Bear. Oh man. Great band. It's torn down, right? It yeah, is. Yeah, it's all shit. Oh, it's down. all new. It's yeah. all yeah, it's all big building. Yeah, it's nothing like it was. Yeah, so yeah. you were getting educated by checking out the pads. Uh yeah. What's the first band you had here? Well, you know, I was just kind of learning my craft and sure. doing my own thing. You know, I I, I, <laughs> I told you about it's funny because I really wanted to learn how to slap from Lewis Johnson. Yeah. And I had that that stingray the 78 stingray it was a beautiful bass it wound up getting stolen later on but do you remember richard ramirez the night stalker so he came through uh mission viejo at the time uh and he murdered some people there so i was on my toes i was up all night and i kind of owe it to richard ramirez teaching me how to slap because i was up all night and i was i was listening i had the cassette of that starlicks you know, I didn't have the video, so I didn't know what he was doing. I was just yeah, kind of learning it by ear. But I was up for two weeks, man, because I was freaked out that that guy was around. So he, you know, he initiated me to stay up and do all nighters playing Lewis Johnson. There were some tunes. I think F word had one. Hillside String. A couple of bands had Hill Strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a creepy time. That was there was good. other cats too. What was that? Bone in. Those two guys that were riding around in their van. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that was OC too. They were brothers, right? They were brothers. Yeah. Yes. They were picking up people and they found them in the garbage sacks. Yeah. Time. Yep. So that's how you got in. And uh, when I got to meet you and play with you, uh, was ended up being the last Fire Hose tour. It was with uh, Butthole Surfers and Basshead. Yeah. That was and a fun tour. So, so what, what led up to that band? Well, um, I kind of met uh, Scott around uh, 86. I was living in uh, Long Beach at the time. Okay. And uh, I met Scott around then. And uh, we kind of had a, 
with his friends, we kind of had a musical thing, and it was more along the lines of kind of more of a funk R and B thing. Slap? Yeah, which I was heavily. Oh, Larry Cryer. Um, oh, oh, God, man. <laughs> you know, man. Uh, yeah, just now you can get videos though and see how these guys do it. I know. I know what you mean though, especially with the eight track, <sighs> where you couldn't even lift the needle and go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to let the tape go all. Oh yeah, off. oh yeah, and you didn't know so where he was on the neck, yeah, or you know, you know you're just all. doing your own thing. Yeah, I mean, I still get off on hearing, you know, thank you for letting me be myself again. I mean, that comes on. I mean, oh, shit, no. man. Ah, oh, you know. Yeah. So that's something else. Yeah, so, so so you guys, you wanted to put together like a soul band. We were kind of doing a funk kind of thing, you know, and 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 you know, the Chili Peppers were a big influence oh, yeah, back yeah, then, yeah. you know, and and you know, I think it was such a great scene. I mean, L.A. was, you know, with Jane's Addiction, and you know, I really really got immersed in 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 that scene, and and you know, we wanted to be a part of that scene. We were young. Eric had a good he did. He did. He really did. He wasn't a slapper, but he still had that feel. Great he player. Pick man, yeah, really pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's this weird thing about picking on bass. People think, but you know, Anthony Jackson, for the love of money, you know, yeah. pick. I mean, yes. Why can't you use a pick? I like Herbie Flowers, actually. I like his use yeah. of pick Great. on the stuff that he played on. Or, or the nail thing, like uh, Chuck Rainey. Uh, Chuck, like Chuck, Chuck Rainey, man. But you wow. fucking nails. Man. In front of his nails. Yeah. Chuck is just yeah. Whatever it takes. Incredible. I saw him whistle slap fingers and pick in the same tune. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Incredible player, man. Uh, so your brother wasn't part of the unit. No. Uh, ah, he, finally, the older brother has been. Yeah. Dean, Dean was Dean was down in San Diego and had a machine. Yeah, Dean was down in San Diego, but oh, okay. Because when did he come out? Well, he came out a year after I did in '85, and. Uh, we were kind of my mom and Dean and I were living together in Mission Viejo. Went back there, not that I wanted to, yeah. but it was you know I was I was scrambling, man. I was sure, doing the, sure. the car tour. I was sleeping in my car, and Absolutely. you know. Um, but you know what happened was Scott's friends just kind of weren't cutting it musically, and it came time to kind of sign my name on a piece of paper, and yeah. reality really hit that this is not really what I want to be doing and it's not the people I want to be doing it with so you know Dean came into the picture and I think when Dean and Scott and Eric and myself the four of us played together he's actually uh, San Jose but he was living in Long Beach at the time too Um, and we uh, when the four of us got together that was probably 88 89 you know it just it just felt right it just felt right I was used to playing with my brother from the band that we were in and there was a brotherly, brotherly thing there. I mean, you know, when I write a song and he plays it on guitar, it's really the way I want to hear it. And 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 hopefully, you know, when he writes a song and I play it on bass, it's how he wants to hear it. You know, we've we've been making music together for so long now, and it's really endeared our relationship, you know, with each other. It's it's well, great. I want to endear a relationship here with Brother Matt. Insight, mm-hmm. cool. Highly successful sound of a wonderful radio London. Me and my brother were talking. 
other about what makes a man a man. Was it brain or brawn or the month you were born? We just couldn't understand. Our old man didn't like our appearance. He said that only women wear long hair. So me and my brother borrowed money from our mother. We knew what we had to do. We went downstairs past the barber and gymnasium and got our arms tattooed. Welcome to my life, tattoo. I'm a man now, thanks to you. I expect I'll regret you, but the skin graft none won't get you if you'll be there when I die. Tattoo. But my mother naturally liked it and beat my brother Cause he's tattooers of a lady in the news And my mother thought that was extremely rude Welcome to my life, tattoo We've a long time together, me and you I expect I'll regret you But the skin graft man won't get you You'll be there when I die Tattoo Now I'm older, I'm tattooed all over My wife is tattooed too Oh, Rudy, do, 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 do,
you will hear now will bring back memories to some, will open up new fields to others, but most important, will keep alive to all and for all time what can really never die. The many moods of...
started it off thank you right. very much Petra with yeah. the blue that we were talking about earlier and then uh, I'd just been exploring different sections of this collection that I haven't dipped into much lately good reason <laughs> for exploring <laughs> <and> yeah. dipping <laughs> okay Robert back to uh, so you guys start playing uh, your brother and uh, Scott and Eric and uh and I don't meet you. Uh, I get to meet you not too long after that. Yeah, yeah. Was that your first big tour? That was. It ended up being my last fire Rose tour. Yeah, that was that was our first, you know, big tour like that. And it, you know, do you remember the first gig? It was in Miami. Oh yeah. We had to drive from fucking from oh, here. Oh man, I don't know how. I you know, man. It's kind of easy. You just turn right, and keep going. Go out of ten the whole way. <laughs> you get to Jacksonville, then you make another right. You know, first first off, I got to say it's an honor to be here. It really is an honor to be here, Mike oh. and Matt, because you know, you really people like you really put it together for me. You were the final piece of the puzzle for me, and it was the attitude and the spirit that you had. And sometimes I feel like I should be interviewing you because, you know, man, you really opened my eyes up on that tour and how you were as a human being, as well as being a player on stage, you know, it was really inspiring, man. You know, you really stuck to your thing, man. And you, I think I played <laughs> a bass at a blind guy game. <laughs> <laughs> it was gold. Well, do you remember that? Bass, right? Yes. Remember? Yes. Cause I don't know. Yes. Yes. And there was a guy in Canada who could come to my gigs, and I loved his, uh, he'd give me like a review of the gig at the end, and he was blind, so I would yeah, get this cool. trippy kind of report. I think I remember that. I was pushing yeah. on him. I'm yeah. Just, he felt the gig, you know? Wow. Yeah, we called that tour the Barbecue Mitzvah Tour. Do you remember that? <laughs> and uh, and uh, we kind of told our agents just to book shows where people never really played anymore, uh, you know, ever played ever. Yeah. So remember we played like a log like a log, uh, people that do the log rolling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played in the pool. Remember, you were late for that show. You get the the uh, van broke down. That's right. I, me I remember up in Canada. Right. Also, we played. I remember in Dallas, uh, it was like some sunken gardens. Park. Yes, 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 yes. Ferris wheel and shit. 
I've got some great footage of you guys, and I think it, you did you lose a tooth that time when you put the. St- <laughs> I've got that on. Yeah, you you broke that string with your yeah, tooth. I used to, yeah, I used to have to change a lot. Hands ain't that strong. Anymore. <laughs> we're at the end of the second hour. A well, lot for Peter show. December second, two thousand fifteen. Guest Robert DeLeo back. Hour three. Hold tight. December second, two thousand fifteen. It's third hour. A lot for Pedro show. <laughs>
understand the throbbing, the heart of the place, the lights, the music, the girls, the big-time appeal. Well, the thrill is fine. It's just not my thing. Seems a little degrading, paying for some favors. How humiliating to be put in your place. I respect the dancers. They make a living. I'll just take a rain check on that sexual thing. Get out on my own terms if I need it, but I don't think so. I'm doing fine. Save the breast for someone else.
for Pete Show. Start off the third hour with uh, goodbye from Army of Anyone. Yeah, this is... Tell, would you tell us about that? Yeah, this is uh, another project that Dean and I had in 2004 with uh, Richard Patrick from Filter on vocals and a really amazing drummer by the name of Ray Luzier on, uh, on drums. And uh, this was one record we made, and it was a really, really great experience. Hopefully we get to make some more music together, but this was the first uh, single from... What did you do? We, yeah, we did, we, did the, we did that at The Village, actually. Those yeah. recorders at Monica? Yeah, with Bob Ezrin producing. Bob Ezrin? Yeah. You know, a lot of Staley Dan was recorded there. In that room. It's that same room. Yeah. I just read a Dan book, and it's uh, recorders in there all like crazy. Yeah. And they came out west. Yeah, it was in that room that we recorded in the well, Steely Dan. I got room. to do a song with the tall guy, the Elvis Costello drummer. Oh, Jewish guy. Yeah, kind of reggae. Yeah, Thomas. Great band. Thomas, yeah, great band. Lee Jones in that room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then then uh, Basho, Damaged Brain, uh, David Nusselhoff, huh? Basho, <laughs> Blackbird One, El Dago Speaks, a John Peel session with Dogface Herman's. That's Andy Moore. I talked to him last month. Uh, Beat Down Blue, Sylvia Jankosa. That's got brother Steve Reed on the bass. Joe Brewer, Jack's cousin from uh, Madison with some poem. Exotic, Toxic. Reg Blur, new album. Uh, Little Miss Steel Valley. She's married to Glenn Banker. Mm. I got to be part of the Symphony 13. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a trip. Bass is doing flatted seconds. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Dan, Dan Frank, uh, Francia with one second. Uh, when you're composing, Mark, do you, do you like composing on bass? I do, you know, I think it's... You probably ended up teaching yourself to play a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, I was absorbing a lot of different kind of stuff, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I think... Most of the time it's from guitar, my guitar background. But if it's a riff, I mean, it, it's, it usually starts out with, a, you know, somebody could start playing a beat, you know, and it'll inspire me to speak on the bass a certain yeah. way, you know, I, I like, like, like you probably too, you know. Well, I compose mainly on bass. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do guitar, but I, I can't play very well. <laughs> I can't hold a pick too well either, but... The strings are so little. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Little cheese cutters. Yeah, I'm six two, man. So the bass felt a lot yeah, more yeah. comfortable for me. You know. Yeah, I'm not used to it. But uh, I mean, I ask this because uh, I think it's one of the futures. It seems like bass is usually the last thing added. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of suggesting this as a composition tool. Why does it have to be the last thing? Why can't it be the first thing? Right, right. And uh, the, the way I look at it is like you can actually set up the guys you're collaborating with with a little more freedom because you don't have as much harmonic content as a guitar or a piano. Right, right, But you right. do have starts and stops. You have rhythm. Yeah. Because you know, you're kind of a drum. And you do have, yeah. there's some chords in there. And stuff. Absolutely. But, but a lot of it is the rhythm and stuff. So using that first instead of last. Yeah, yeah. I know R&B, there's been a strong tradition about that. Like, like you said, using a lick. Right, right. Which is always that kind of staple that I always, it was ear candy for me. You know, those, those R&B records like Philly stuff and Motown yeah. stuff. There was always that ear candy lick that always came around, whether it was a drum fill yeah. or whether it was, you know, I was just listening to, you know, just listening to Papa was a Rolling Stone. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same thing over and over, but it's the feel and the big vibe. Big holes, I'll work in the holes. Big holes, big holes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
maybe and Mr. Squire wasn't that big fan of holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're the way <laughs> Well, his tone always, you know, that, that Rickenbacker really. It's monster. It's monster. You, you listen to that song, Roundabout Now, it's almost 90% bass. <laughs> Man, it's. <laughs> the band is little things on the side. Yeah, right? Well, it's. it's Here's some more music.
Rewind Automatic Sam, seen enough super fast girly show. I think I got the fucking thing on, Brother Matt. So <laughs> Waterland and Melodies, the theme. Christina's Lullaby, John Truby. Uh, Mole versus Coyote, Earthworm and Sambo, Energy, Reverence Circle, Radio, None A. Uh, Robert, I always ask people this. Uh, somebody's asking you for advice because you put in your time. I know you got a lot more time. So <laughs> I, sentences. Amen. But what would you what would you give for advice if somebody's asking about this racket? Wow. Well, it's such a different game now, isn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, but the idea of just music as expression or whatever. Yeah, I I, I think um, you know I I just followed followed my my heart and soul with with playing an instrument and you know I. I I think it's I think it's absorbing as much music as you can. I mean, I I don't listen to rock music. I play rock music, yeah. but I listen to jazz. I listen to a lot of jazz. Yeah. That's really what I enjoy listening to. Yeah. And I think when you're when you're st- listening to all different kinds of music, I love George Jones. I you know I I I, I TV old hee haws and you know man, there's 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 okay. talent everywhere. You know what I mean? There's talent everywhere. Yeah, Roy Clark, man. Yeah. You know, Roy, he was amazing. He was amazing. Buck Owens and... Uh, yeah, t- t- Cal Worthington. He had to have put something in between his uh, car commercials. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, Leo Fender's tied in with these guys, too. This yeah. is where the bass guitar comes from. Yeah. You know yeah. why it's called precision? Yeah. Because it has frets. Right. <laughs> he didn't know how to play. Leo didn't know how to play. But he knew his buddies. In those days, no boats yet, no vans, really, so they're using station wagons. Yeah. You had to tie the... Doghouse under the motherfucking roof. Right, right. I'll just put my Telecaster guitar on steroid, <laughs> and this will be the bass guitar. Yeah. So the, those country musicians actually, yeah. uh, music is music. I, I, I see your point. Yeah. The, the idea of genre and stuff is kind of goofy. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I just, you know, I, I, I got a chance to, um, you know, write with Glenn Campbell. Yeah. And That's uh, a good guitar man. Yeah. Yeah, he's an amazing guitar man. He, he had no idea how he shredded like that. I just watched that documentary. Oh God, he that was, that was he had fooled people too because he couldn't read. So right. He did it all with the ear. Right. If you go on YouTube, uh, when we were making the last one of the last records with Scott, we uh, were up at a, a house in Malibu, and uh, Glenn came over for the day, and we kind of made a Glenn Campbell day, and we learned, you know, a really amazing uh, Jimmy Webb song called Wichita Lineman. <laughs> And uh, we did a really beautiful version of that, that at the end, you know, Glenn sheds a tear and he, he stops and sheds a tear and says, I, I like that, you know? Oh, so, and we actually were, uh, when I was living in Pedro here, we were recording, uh, Dean and I were trying to make a record with him. Uh, we got five songs wow, tracked with Glenn and uh, it's just sitting sitting in the vaults right he now. He stopped playing, right? He did. He's, he's unfortunately... Uh, Stupid fucking... Disease. I know. Yeah, it's man, it's 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 really sad to to see yeah, that. Remember your own tunes. Yeah, my but grandmother, my gr- thing. yeah, my grandma. It was neat how his tunes kind of helped him to hang on for so long. Yeah, because he'd get up there and start. That, that, that's something to oh, yeah. think about music. So yeah. your advice is the heart, the soul, absorb. Absolutely, and many different kinds of music. You yeah. know, there's so many different kinds of music to appreciate. That uh, you know, it's it's it, it, it's funny to me when people. I talk to people and they say, well, I don't really listen to music. It's like, how the hell could you not listen to music? Man, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's such a, such a, you know, from the, from the, from another 
you know, place, man. It's, it takes, and that's what jazz does for me. It takes me to another place, you know, and, and I, 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 I need to have it in my life. And, you know, if, if it's not music, it's, it's, people have a lot of different things that they need in their life. But if you have that pull from that music gives you, you know, it's my advice would be listen to as many different kinds of music and learn your music. Go back to the past, go back to the people that you like and see what inspired those people and go back to the people that inspire those people and keep on going back. It's like peeling the onion. Peeling the onion. Well said, Mike. Great advice. I want to thank you so much for being on the show here. Yeah, very cool. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. And welcome back to Pedro. <laughs> it's always it's great. No, you know, I always get an itching to come do. over here, man. I come by and just gives me good memories. Way over far away Dondo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really, really an honor. Thank you for coming on. Man. And keep on keeping on good luck with the new music and this new uh, recording that you're doing. Everybody, it's been... Uh, thank you, Mark. Brother Matt, thank you for your always... Certainly. Thank you, Matt. and for the next five nights, I'm in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, looking, yeah. Hollywood. looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, next week, uh, Jack Black. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, Pat, for making this. Uh, yeah, very yeah. Good. thank you, Pat. Uh, bring together. <laughs> and, uh, December 2nd, 2015 edition of Off Pedro Show. Everybody, keep your powder dry. Yeah.